and welcome back weirdos today is a very special day today we are back at the home of punk bordello and we're live well visually we're here on a visual medium today shout out to the audience real quick Hey, audience. How you doing? Audience watching. Um, <laughs> for those listening at home, that is completely fine. We want more people to listen. We want more people to hear the message. And we want more people on the podcast. So if you know folks or you want to be on it, I'd love to have you. Today, Corey, Mr. Jones, we tell each other fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That we fucking do, man. How you been? I've been alright, you know, I have, uh, I've been keeping my nose to the grindstone in terms of, uh, you know, my priorities and everything like that, um, and just, you know, moving through life with a lot more, like, self-respect and maybe not as, as much grace, just given the fact that fucking life happens sometimes, but, you know, we find a way out, we save for a rainy day, and we, uh, keep moving forward, you know? Yes, safe for a rainy day and keep moving forward. I completely understand. Yeah, is that um, because your condo was flooded? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> still keeping an eye on this uh, audio level here. We're figuring things out as we go. Uh, this is the last time we're actually going to do it in this format, isn't it? We're going to have uh, different mics and uh, different cameras next time. So. Yeah? Yeah, um, definitely. Okay. Uh, I know you had a podcast. Because uh, I was on it. Yeah. <laughs> I was on episode one. Um, what was the podcast name? Uh, it, it is the Punk Bordello Podcast. Okay. And so, I mean, I haven't had uh, any any guests. I mean, I've had, I've had a couple of guests since. Um, but right now, that's kind of like slowing down. And so, I mean, when you, when you do so much yourself, then you compartmentalize your time. I so, completely agree. You know, I... I uh, Shifted focus and started working on the marketing campaigns for the next album. Albums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think that it's admirable that you both know how to create and conquer. You know. I mean, it's that's not really like the way that I look at it. I mean, I don't, I don't. But you're conquering a piece of that that market share for yourself by putting yourself out there. I the only thing I'm trying to conquer is the potential I've I've always known I had inside of me. I got you. And I'm just like, you know, with every new song that I write, with every new idea that I have, even if it's one that I don't uh, get to flesh out entirely, um, I know that it's it's one step closer to being the man I've always known I could be, as well as, you know, being the musician and artist that I always know that I knew I could be. Okay. Well, we'll get more into that in just a second. Um, so, back to your podcast. Okay. How many episodes uh, did you release? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I just kind of, I didn't even like listen back to them or anything. I just like had the conversations. Who'd you have on? Uh, so who was second? Uh, <laughs> I'd have to like look it up on YouTube. Here, hold on. Real quick. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> that, oh no. That, let's, let's hope we're lucky. Real quick. Or who, okay, how about, do you remember who you had on at all besides myself? <laughs> Wow, it's just you put me on the spot, and it's hard to think. I get about, it. You know, it's hard to pinpoint it. Um, mm. Playlists. Oh no, you are the only one. Okay. <laughs> you are the, the only, only posted, but you had other people on. No wonder I couldn't think about it because there's. <laughs> but you, you know. recorded other ones, right? 
Yeah, I have recorded uh, some other ones. Okay. Uh, I never necessarily got around to fleshing them out. I don't know if it's necessarily what the reasons were, because, you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I, d- I definitely had reason to uh, take, a, take a step back and not release those. So I think I might release... Uh, I might I might come back to it later on and kind of like release it from post maybe say like a message about this is from well before and it was just sitting there and I was like oh fuck why haven't I released this you know what I mean I, I yeah. 100% know what you mean because I just released Budra <laughs> 10 songs that I literally sat on for like a year year and a half yeah. you know you, you have one that's finished and then you kind of move on to something else yeah. and then you're like Okay, I'm kind of getting a vibe of where I'm going with this, and then you just kind of sit on it for a while, and then yeah. come back with fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah, I tend to do that a lot. And I mean, the last time you were over, we were talking about uh, um, how we freaking uh, like you. You have all of those songs that you sit on, and then you can come back and realize that they can sound cohesive like an album. This is kind of like expanding upon what we had already talked about, but right. Um, you know, you have you have all these songs and ideas that you fleshed out, and then you just organize them as they fit in and create an experience with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, for for instance, Pipe Dreams Volume Two, when I had all of the, I had about twenty songs, and originally I wanted to do like a just like a deluxe edition where it was all twenty songs on like one thing, but then I was like, ah, let's break it up a little bit. You know what I mean? And then I broke it up a whole lot, and then. My distributor went out of business, and I'm like, fuck it, I just need, they're, they've all, they're already on YouTube, let me just throw them, throw them on Spotify, it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just the, bringing it back to that actual point is, uh, you, they, you, you filter out what songs you, you want to actually, like, put out there and showcase to the world, and you try to make an experience out of it. I mean, it's if anybody listens to the album that's currently on Spotify, Pipe Dreams Volume One, if you let it, if you hit the repeat button and you let it play playback as soon as it's finished, it, it can play in a loop and not be uncomfortable. I mean, at this point now, I've listened to those songs so much that I'm fucking sick of them. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like once you move on and you start working on the next album, now that's all you listen to right. until you, until now it's out, and then you don't listen to it as much, maybe. You know, and then you get to come back and have nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I remember making this. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, then when you go to play it live, you know, it makes it that much more interesting. You know, unless you you forget it, like some artists do, and they forget their own words or their own. I mean, (laughs) how to play it? I've been there. I mean, there there was this one time I played an open mic. uh, Maybe it was a speakeasy. I'm not entirely sure, but I it was just I was just testing some material out and I just got up there and with my acoustic guitar and I forgot the the words like halfway through the song I just like my mind I tried to pull it out my mind was just like I even walked Uh. up to there just realizing like wait what's the first lyric again Mm. and so I played through the entire intro and I'm just like I'm like literally on stage just like fuck what was that lyric oh yeah right (laughs) I said all that shit out loud it's like I mean, definitely not selling it. I mean, it's whatever, but at the same time, like you just laugh it off because it's all part of it. It's, it's right. an open mic. That's what you're there to do. Fucking dust off the nerds and shit, you know. And when you start killing those open mics, you know, hopefully people see what you're doing, and you know, like you network. 
Right. You know, that's 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 the idea is to put yourself in front of people and for them to hear your shit. It's a sample of what you have to offer, yeah. yeah. Actually, so speaking to that, the very last time I uh, performed in front of a live audience was in choir, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like 2008. Oh wow! So yeah, mm-hmm. kind of a while, mm-hmm. but um, we had to do a senior song, so I picked Blue Moon, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "That song's way too slow." I'm like, okay. He's like, so I'm going to double time it. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's not going to fit with the, you know, we only have a certain amount of time for these parents to be here and not get tired and just leave. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what he said. So he's like, we're just going to go ahead and cut this uh, by, in half by doing a double time. And I was like, okay. So I was very uncomfortable with that because it's a very slow song and it's a very meaningful song, you know, to that. Yeah. To, you know, so I'm like, okay whatever we'll give it a shot and yeah i <laughs> i was unprepared because it was double timed and my brain went right back to the original song yeah. and in the part which like and then it suddenly appeared before me mm-hmm. that's how fast i had to do that and my brain <laughs> like he wanted me to sing blue moon regularly but then that part was sped up so yeah it was very confusing and i went and and then i messed up and went damn <laughs> out loud in front of everybody yeah. And my dad decided to record it and put it on YouTube. God. <laughs> he saved it all those years and he has it on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, don't, don't, that's kind of like, uh, I mean, like when we first met and I made the video for uh, Wishful Thinking, that was like one of the first videos that was ever just good enough for me to be able to, uh, you know, consider it a part of the project. You know, I put that version up on YouTube just because, you know, it's a little piece of history, you know, it's what... It was my first, one of my first attempts at, like, I have all the tools. Let me just make the song, and then I'll try and get some creative B-roll to go with it. I'll get a couple of people to, like, help get shots of me singing the song and shit. And, I mean, then, I mean, I also played around with the color grading, so it looks kind of, uh, uh, I mean, it looks a little bit amateur, but, I mean, it's because it fucking is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never signed up to, to, to fucking do all this shit, but... You're, I mean, in today's day and age, as an artist, you're not going to get anywhere unless you take up multiple roles, you know, and that is that even includes if you are in uh, a band or a, a unit where the work is delegated, everybody has to do their part. Otherwise, none of you are going to get anywhere. Like if you have four people that can all play their instruments really well and show up to the studio on time, that's all fine and good. But if there's not ideas being thrown up around about like how you can market yourselves and like get your your get yourself out there then like it ends up getting pushed onto one person and then that one person tries to organize things and then you know there can be it sounds like a school project yeah there can be like (laughs) egocentric differences and stuff like that and it's it's kind of it becomes this recipe for disaster because you know one person is pulling more weight than others you know, it's got to be like all equal parts, and that's really hard to find. And one thing I've always wanted to say in terms of like what my personal message is, is that I've, I've gone through a lot of situations where you come to these creative differences with people, and, you know, then everybody just wants to take on this mantle of, oh, well, I just fucking do it myself, you know, I don't need anybody else, I'll do it myself. And, I mean, that is exactly what the fuck I did, yeah. but... The difference between me and most people is that that's not what I want to promote in my music. I believe in collaboration and I believe in outside ideas and working with them and bending them to make something even greater. 
you know, and the only way that you're going to do that is if you allow yourself the ability to hear and implement ideas of others, you know? I think that... It's a, it's, a, it's a collaborative effort at the end of the day, and being able to, you know, compromise and say, oh, that's a great idea, or, oh, that's an even better idea than what I had, you know what I mean? And just being able to be real with yourself and authentic in that is, is it's like half the fun of making music, it's half the fun of making any kind of production, you know? It's like, it's, it's just, it should be why we do it, you know? You don't, you don't just... There's not very many musicians that I know, although I do know a couple who just only want to do it for themselves, you know, and only, you know what I mean? Like, I like to wear my shit on my sleeve and let everybody know this is the kind of artist that I am. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a way to move, it's, it's a better way to move forward. You know, I never wanted to do anything, everything myself, but once I realized that it was, it was getting harder to find people as I got older, it's like, all right, well, I have to at least have something to show people. You know what I mean? And then having something to show people became, well, why can't I just start a production company and let my artistry be the representation of what I could do for others or the things that we could create or the deals that we could make, you know? So that being said, it, it, starts, as, it starts as, let me just do this by myself, but it evolves into but the message I want to spread is don't be afraid to work with other people and don't be afraid to be real with yourself and take a step back you know what I mean that's it's it's all about balance and you got to keep that balance within yourself so you can't allow yourself to become too egotistical because right. then that just I mean plenty of people I know are great artists that are also super e egotistical and arrogant and it's like but it's not necessary, you know? I think we're coming... I, I truly feel like we're coming to, like, a new place in, like, just, like, the general mentality amongst people. And right now, it's, like, that big kind of, like... Or maybe this is just across the board for how it always works, you know? There's people that are really grounded and also really talented, you know? And then they are able to, you know... Uh, work out their differences to you know for the betterment of the project you know i think that having to learn everything um give you a lot of perspective yeah. i think that because you at least have a hand on that instrument you know um you kind of know what it is to like walk them out you know walk them out in their shoes as, right. as to say but uh yeah I, I think you're also right is that you know it's great to know a lot but the point is to be creative with others, you yeah. know, <laughs> to create yeah. something that like community is yeah. what we all seek. Exactly. You feel like you're part of something right. that's bigger than yourself or doing things for more than just yourself. Right. And like, why are you really doing it? Exactly. You know, just to say you're awesome. Like, who are you trying to prove it to? Yeah. You know, how about instead of just trying to inflate your own ego and stand on top of the mountain? bring everybody with you to the mountain that you can, that, that you trust, that, you know, that you want to see elevated, you know? You can elevate yourself and others, and you can also fucking make things using your own specific talents to fucking get yourself out there and build yourself and make something of yourself, you know? That's like, my, my entire prerogative uh, is just, I, I can absolutely sit 
in every in every seat. I can sit on the drum throne and hold my own. I can sit. I, I can play the bass and I can hold my own. I can play the guitar and I can sing. I can be a front man, all by myself if I have to. But why the fuck would I ever want to do that? You know what I mean? Right. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's like kind of like a general consensus among music these days. Especially considering the fact that it takes a lot less money to take one person and maybe a friend or a manager on tour than it, it does an entire band. Right. So there is kind of like the financial difference there. But I mean, the, the difference is like the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Like when there's a live band behind you, it's just bigger. It looks better. You know, it's like that's when you go to a concert, that's what you, that's what I want to see. You know, that's one of the, and it doesn't mean that you can't also be like a solo artist as well, because I mean, one of my favorite artists is Miguel and Miguel has a band that he, you know, goes on the road with. So right. it's, uh, Mase- uh, Masego, Masego. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah. Daft Punk kind of went through that too, where they, they made their, their type of music together as a, a tight group, but then they had access to an orchestra whenever they did, you know, the Tron Legacy movie. Yeah. And then they even said they were like, "Wow, this yeah. is what this is like a real feeling of you know yeah. creating something amazing because you get to you know somebody who's amazing at that field, yeah. you get to have a hand and you know you both create something amazing you know." And not just that, but like <laughs> to overuse the word amazing, but really their, their talents they, that movie the was in... that they come from is completely different, especially with, with, with like um, as studious as like classical orchestral musicians but they broke up though is my point so eventually they were like we're you know they were so their eyes were so opened that they want to do more so one of them's going to actually go do more movie uh, soundtracks and then the other one's going to kind of do more like edm house stuff you know so and i mean like i understand both realms like edm and house music is like a completely different world than what i do but they can they can both cohabitate you know right but at the same time it's i mean that's another different it's a different conversation entirely but Scoring, scoring music is like, why wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, I personally, that's always been one of the things that is on my bucket list. I would love to score a fucking movie. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I actually try and make a lot of ethereal music. Like, I, I dropped Budrow, and, you know, it's uh, it's what my dad calls his dog buddy, Budrow. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Budrow Wilson. <laughs> but, yeah, so he, uh, you know, uh, I released that music, and I really like the feeling I get in some of those, you know, some of it's like hip hop, you know, for rapping over and, and mm-hmm. lyrical stuff. And some of it you could probably sing on, yeah. you could probably write something too. Um, but a lot of it is just kind of like background, you know, yeah. I, I tried one lo-fi. Um, I thought I did pretty good. Lo-fi is great music yeah. to sleep to, you yeah. know, like even if, yeah, man, you, <laughs> my voice cracked. Um, you can, uh, you can literally just play a couple chords on piano with like an effect on it it's like cascading or something and it sounds ambient, you know what I mean? And put that on YouTube and people will fucking listen to it. Put it in a live loop and they'll, you know what I mean? They'll fall asleep to it. Completely agree. We fit in the same. Yeah, good. All right, we're resetting that. Well, just, I mean, like off the record, I mean, we could totally just... Uh, take these and do like different promotional splices on IGTV. You know what I'm talking about? Definitely. And but then, we are still rolling. Okay. Well, still part of the podcast. We can do a couple of different. Uh, <laughs> a couple of different yeah, things. no, I completely I agree. I think um, 
you have a good knack for promotion. Um, and it's because you've had to do it in a lot of cities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, being the perennial new guy forces you to have to, like, I am, is, in, I don't know if I was always this way because I've always been, it's never been a problem for me to act out or, you know, put myself out there. But as, when I was really young, it was a result of a broken home. And as I got older, it became more of a, like, I have to keep introducing myself to people. And so, I mean, you fuck up on first impressions, you're like, oh, well, well there'll be a chance because I'm probably going to go to a different school next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No. It's just like, and it, it, it's it's like, it's all the more reason. It, it, it's, it's the mentality of that same, like, that's, I saw that on Nickelodeon, dude. That, yeah. that No, but that point of, yeah. like, what's the point of, you know, uh, investing myself? I'll be gone in a... Like it's like the army yeah. brat trope, right? Right, but there's also there's also the uh, the other side to it, which is like it kind of gives you free reign to just like, right? You know, kind of a sense of freedom. Yeah, yeah. The slate's gonna be washed clean. Like, well, what do I need to do to impress this person? I don't really care because I'm, you know what I mean. I'm, I guess my point is it's it's interesting how cynical. I, oh, I don't know. It's more cynical the fact that people write that as a trope or that you lived it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually. You make a good point. <laughs> I mean, but at the same time, it's like uh, it's it's if if you like to be quiet and reserved, and you you enjoy your alone time, which I mean, for a, a long time I I tried to avoid, but it was kind of just my reality that that's what it would end up being. Um, not to say like I didn't have like friends or longtime friends that I still talk to, but you know what I mean. Like you you move places, you can't especially before you have a car. You know what I mean. You can't you can't like link up as is even when you do have a car everybody's got a fucking job and we're all just trying to especially when you're younger trying to gain experience to get paid you know more you know not everybody has the fucking time yeah literally that's weird that the legal age you can work in texas is the legal age you can get here with a car so it's like good public transportation to start laboring we were just talking about that like you're not even out of school yet and they're preparing you for after school yeah we had that whole conversation yeah we did and it's just like uh, I, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Like I mean, I I fed into it to a certain degree, but I'm I I'm just glad I didn't. You know, when I realized what I wanted to do, I didn't continue to dig myself into a hole that would I'd still be paying for now because there's a big chance I wouldn't have met anybody that I wouldn't I might not be sitting across from me right now. You know, I could have I could have stayed with living with my sister when I was down on my luck and. Uh, not gone and made an album and, you know, had to figure it out from there, you know? Yeah. That, all, making all those little decisions led me to where I'm at now. And don't get me wrong, I mean, things, I, there's a couple of points in my life where I could have done things and been a, a little bit easier off, but I took what I believe to be the high road and I was true to my heart and my intentions and what I knew I could make of myself, you know? And it just came from, like, a kind of intuitive point of I feel like I know what I need to do, and now it's just kind of time to own up and do it, you know? Because, I mean, it, it's it's scary to fucking take those chances and take, take those risks. I mean, when I moved here, I it was a 27-hour long train ride. I mean, listeners will know this if they, you know, go back to the first one. It was a 27-hour-long fucking train ride, and I didn't know anybody here. It was, I, I was flying by the seat of my pants, and luckily all the, those puzzle pieces of where am I going to live, where am I going to uh, 
you know, how am I going to get there? Because I didn't have a car, you know? So, like, all of those things just kind of fell in place. And, I mean, one one person who I was renting the uh, first apartment from, like, he, he was also my guarantor. And he did, totally did not have to do that. Hmm. In fact, it was probably, anybody would have told him it was probably a retarded idea for you to do that. Sorry, very, very stupid. You want to explain what a guarantor is? Guarantor is like a, uh, like, like a co-signer. Mm-hmm. He, he co-signed the room that he was trying to pawn off on me. Right. You know what I mean? Just so that I could have it so I could get there. And he picked me up from the train station and took me to my new place. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. And I mean, luckily I never fell behind on my rent. I built up enough credit to be able to get an apartment on myself or by myself just by that, you know? So for that first year, I could have totally fucked him over just, you know, by not handling my shit, but I took care of it, even if it was hard. And it was hard that first year, yeah. you know? So I just... Do you remember any good high points, though, during that year? Uh, good high points. Yeah. Well, just, just being in my, my bedroom creating. I mean, I was a total... Besides going to work, I was a total shut-in because I never had any money. I'd be like $200 in the red every month because I was working for like $9 an hour, you know? And, you know, oh, and sorry, some shared tips <laughs> that were, you know, maybe gas money. I, mainly what I would eat was the food that I would take home from work that was expired that we couldn't sell anymore. You know? I, w- I had an entire freezer full. I don't know. I'm not... You met me while I was still working at Starbucks, yeah? Yeah. And so, at that time, at any given time, my entire freezer freezer was stuffed to the brim of just, like, shit that, you know, the, the managers let me take home at the end of the night. And it was just, like, like uh, what, bacon goudas and, and just, just Starbucks sandwiches right. and <laughs> pastries and whatever I could get my fucking grubby little mitts on. How were they reheated? Uh, I, I have a toaster oven. That's that's the toaster oven over there that I fucking uh, that I fucking joined from the apartment because everybody left me, left me to clean that shit. Jeez, uh, that shit was disgusting too. So, well, all that to get here. Yeah, and I mean, like, honestly, like even even back then, I was grateful for where I was at, and right. I, I feel like even if. I maybe less on during harder times, but I always I had a drum set in my room and a bed that I would flip up, <laughs> yep. and and fucking you know keyboard. I you know my 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 tia Ruth she fucking gave me uh, a Mac Mini that she bought. She dropped a thousand dollars on me before I left. She was one of the last people that I went to go say good you know goodbye. Uh, I'll come back and visit, but I'm I moved to Austin when I did that. She dropped a thousand dollars that she didn't even have in the moment to say, I'm getting this for you because I believe in you, you know, because I've always been, you know, I, ever since I was six years old, I, I was always the kid that was like playing guitar. It's never, I've, I've, it's never not been a part of who I am. And she recognized that and said, I'm getting this for you, not because of your birthday or because of Christmas or because of, you know, time, you know, years that have gone by that we haven't seen each other. I'm getting this for you because I believe in you. I believe in what you can do. And if this is what you need to take it to the next level, I've got you. Well, I 
I'm really happy you're still doing the podcast because <laughs> I believe in what you do as well, and I love uh, giving my listeners the opportunity to hear it. So, that being said, uh, we know that there's some albums in the work, but what else is coming down the pipeline, shall I say? Okay, so uh, I've got plenty of different ideas that uh, I'm currently fleshing out, but uh, the, the very next one that should be at the top of the list, even though I'm excited about, you know, things that are on down the line, um, so Pipe Dreams Volume 2, uh, I'm going to need to do a, uh, a live kind of performance of that so that I can break it up and put it on YouTube, kind of similarly to how I did with Pipe Dreams Volume 1, but pipe, the difference between the two is that Pipe Dreams Volume 1 not necessarily as I was making these songs, but I put a lot of time, attention, and detail into making a music video out of every single song. Um, so, the last song on the album, Lovely, mm. uh, it has a video that I had not yet uploaded. And I'm, I'm glad that it didn't come out when it was supposed to, because that was when my distributor went out of business. Uh -oh. And so, the tr when that track was supposed to be dropped, um, it released a song that spectacle which is still up there but it released a song that would it was supposed to, it's off of volume two that wasn't supposed to be released yet um so now i have the opportunity to once i'm ready to like keep the momentum going going i can promote the video for lovely and be like hey uh pipe dreams volume two is coming out on such and such date which I'm, I'm really thinking about trying to get it out there within, like, the next month or two. Okay. But until then, there's still plenty of stuff that people can hear. There's ten songs on uh, Pipe Dreams Volume 1 that all deserve a listen and an equal share. Um, What's your favorite one out there? Oh, my favorite? I have, I have two favorites. Um, it would be Apex, because... Um, like I told you before we were rolling, uh, I the reason it's called Apex is because I felt like it was the the pinnacle of my artistic potential in the moment, and now I've made even better stuff, which I can't wait for everybody to hear. And this is at where? What you mean? Online. Oh, this is on Spotify, SoundCloud, mm -hmm. uh, anywhere. Uh, my link. What's the album there. cover? Album cover is my okay. So I, I a while back I had some custom chucks made for me that are sitting right behind you. Uh, you want to pass one of them to me? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm not usually one to uh, sell out, but for uh, Converse, I think I might make a special exception just because I love the I love Chuck Taylors. But uh, so right here, uh, got. Punk Bordello, right here. The color scheme is uh, red, purple, black, and light blue. And then you've got this uh, this nice little watercolor kind of thing on the other side. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I love these things. So basically, the album cover is just this. And it should suffice to say I'm aware that it's kind of botched up on there. Uh, and then I actually just took uh, a little bit of artistic liberty in uh, GIMP, which is the uh, photo editor that I use, and I, um, I, Hold it a factored in, uh, <laughs> I factored in Pipe Dreams Volume 1 on the side of this, and it's just an extreme close-up of, you know, this sneaker right here. So, 
you know, it's I, I thought it was pretty fitting because I didn't get the artwork that I that I wanted uh, in the in the time frame that I wanted, so I had to kind of compensate and just be like, all right, this needs to go out. Improvised. Right, and uh, it's always the best ideas. Yeah, and when I was submitting the artwork, it looked totally fine to me. So, you know what I mean? I'm not entirely sure what happened there because it just darkened it a whole bunch. Yeah. So I I mean it's 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 okay in my perspective because the actual the actual product itself the actual songs sound they're the best thing that you know I have done that is ready to put to be put out so that being said like the product itself is 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 100% but the the artwork is I'm gonna have to come back to that later you know what I mean you gotta call it down at some point and just Okay. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's a whole yep. thing. That's a whole thing with Spotify, and I'm just really hoping it'll be as simple as like, hey, can you guys help me out with this or something like that? You're, it's never done. Know. It's just published. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And it's not like they're. It's not like I'm making any hard copies of the CD or anything like that. So it's not. It's not to me. I. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But moving forward, I want to learn from this experience, and then. You know, take that into perspective moving forward, so that it doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that I can fix it and then make sure that that doesn't happen again. But this is, you know, I mean, this is how we learn. I have to cut myself a little bit of slack from all that I fucking do. You know? I think people would really enjoy you reacting to some of the old stuff that you've made uh, with today's ears, and then therefore tomorrow's ears could look back again. I actually, I also, I also did a little. Uh, a commentary for each one of the songs really yeah for both that's good. volume one and two very nice and they're just like you know 30 40 second excerpts of the song. this was at the time or you've done this more recently right right as i was wrapping everything perfect up, that's amazing you know? okay and uh in fact it was like right before i had finished like the vocals and some of the parts for uh the last songs that went on which ironically are some of the first songs that are on it so <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, so order. How do you decide? Ambiance. Yeah. Um, kind of how the message is. Is your first one your hook? Or is um, it like your intro? How do you view your first song? You the know? first song is, you, you're talking about Cobra. I mean, but, just like whenever you're laying down an album. How mm-hmm. do you decide the, the is, do you go in with a mood? Do you have an idea? Do you already know how it sounds? I mean, the way that I look at it is kind of like a, a mirror paradigm to, uh, to public speaking you know you have to have your attention getter because if you don't grab people immediately especially in today's day and age then why the fuck they're not going to continue listening to you yeah. they have a million other songs at their disposal and there's millions of artists on spotify so to be able to cut through the saturation of the market the best thing to do is to nab them right and so with Pipe Dreams Volume 1, the attention getter is Cobra, the intro, the, in- the instrumental, which is like hip-hop kind of lo-fi, you know what I mean? And it's it's cool, it's always been widely like like well-received, and it's great for a live scenario because I can play Cobra before I go on while I'm setting up, especially if it's just me. And, you know, even if, 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 I, if I have everything set up just right, right before the drop, I can fucking come in with the guitar solo and melt some faces. You know what I mean? Get, <laughs> I mean, just get people who are sitting, you know, chilling at the bar to fucking look over and be like, what? 
<laughs> guy's just really sipping a rum and coke turns his face and just melts <laughs> like an atomic blast. Like, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, dude, uh, I look forward to your music. I hope it comes out sooner, but I don't want to rush you. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I'll make, I'll make a, I'll make an announcement um, when Volume Two is coming out. But right now, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, with that being said, you know, uh, I can play those songs live. But uh, I'm trying not to focus on, like like we said at the very at the very top, like compartmentalizing your time. I'm trying to wait before I start playing that stuff out, so that people can look it up and then hear the songs that they heard that they like. Gotcha. But I have a lot of different ideas how I'm going to do that, and now it's just kind of like uh, putting in the the fine tooth comb all those all those those little details to make the live experience. Uh, different from what they would hear from the studio, therefore making it unique and making it a different well, experience, and you know, making it really, making it shine in its own way, and then when they walk away, they have, you know, the studio version to kind of back, look back and reflect on and be like, man, I just fucking love that song. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I think they're going to appreciate the all the thinking and and ideas that you've put in this item or well, this, this album i think what a lot of people i think what a, a lot of things yeah, sorry um what really gets lost in translation to people just like maybe they just don't have any like conceptualization of it but uh, it's like from the movies that you watch to the books that you read to maybe not the podcast that you listen to but also the podcast that you listen to the the Every little detail is accounted for, you know, in yeah. a comedy bit, in a, you know, in a song, even if it's just acoustic, every little, every, every little nuance is, is accounted for and, and, and intentional usually. And sometimes those mistakes that you hear, or sometimes the, the best embellishments are, you know, the, uh, they're happy little accidents, as Bob Ross would say. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it, it all is like, it's looked back and reflected on from post, and it's like, okay, all right, well, I get you. You know? It's like, it's it's intentional when it's put out and laid out. People people have listened to it a hundred times before it's put out there publicly. Usually. All right. Unless you're, unless you're, uh, what's that one guy? He, uh, he's, he said something about, like, um, like play my dick like a violin or something oh, like that. Uh, like a cello, yeah. She like blows me like a cello. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, everybody yeah, around me. Yeah, everyone around me just went, with, just with, went it. with it. All right, well, where can they find you? And uh, do you have an Instagram and Twitter? Yes, uh, every, all of my social anywhere is uh, Punk Bordello, at Punk Bordello. That's P-U-N-K-B-O-R-D-E-L-L-O. Um, so... Yeah, and then uh, on top of that, uh, my link tree uh, slash is Punk Bordello as well. So you just type that in, and you know all of all of everything is right there. And one thing a lot of people don't know is that those little icons at the bottom for SoundCloud and uh, and socials and you know what have you. That's all. Those are all linked. All right, everybody. Well, we really appreciate you for coming back for episode twenty-two and the very first live performance shall we say by us so yeah 
Uh, next time we're going to have better equipment uh, and it will look better. So please tell people about this podcast. Please share it. Please like and please comment. All right, guys. Appreciate you, Corey.